Are you in search of your perfect cup of coffee at home? Do you crave a fresh cup of joe from the comfort of your own kitchen? Well, look no further because Black Sun Coffee is here to help. The medium roast from Black Sun Coffee features notes of Brazil nut, grapefruit, and oak. The freshness is guaranteed to start your day off right. Go to blacksuncoffee.com, that's B-L-V-C-K, and use the promo code CONFIDENCE20 for 20% off your next purchase. I'm Leah Shaw, and welcome to The Confidence Factor. So I had reached out to someone else for the season finale of season one of The Confidence Factor, but they are super booked and super busy. So hopefully I can get them on board for season two. I was actually listening to an earlier episode of this podcast when it hit me. You've heard me talk to 11 other people about their confidence journey, but what about mine? Well, this episode is all about one of my favorite subjects, me. I decided that I was the best person to be my season finale. Obviously, I can't interview myself. So taking over hosting duties for me today is a person who not only is no stranger to this podcast, but they're also no stranger to my story. Let's listen. The confidence factor. What's going on, everyone? My name is Josue JQ Quinones, and I want to welcome you all to this week's episode of The Confidence Factor. Now, some of y'all tuning in are probably wondering, what the, like, who the heck is this dude? Did I click the wrong podcast? I could have swore I clicked the confidence factor. Let me assure you, you're in the right place. This is the correct <laughs> podcast. The wonderful Dr. Shaw decided to do things a little bit different this week and said she just needed a little time to take care of some business, handle some things, you know. So she asked me to just fill in and hold y'all down to make sure these stories get shared and so what. Uh, so now you got me until further notice while she's gone. I hope y'all cool with that. Cool? I'm, I'm just messing with y'all. I'm messing with y'all. But Leah did decide to do things a bit different for this week's episode um, and specifically for this week's guest, which you'll find out why as I introduce them. Today's guest is a woman of God, a mother, an entrepreneur, a creative, a speaker, a mentor, a coach, a student affairs leadership and supervision extraordinaire. She's a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. <laughs> she is absolutely authentic or authentic, as I like to dub her. She's a mover, a shaker, a nudger, an indulger of my shenanigans. She's the best cheesecake baker that I know. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. She's one of my dearest, closest, and bestest friends. She's the Troy to my Abed. She is the founder and creator of Shawsome Leadership Consulting, as well as founder, creator, and the original host <laughs> of The Confidence Factor. <laughs> Please join me in welcoming the awesome Shawsome Dr. Leah Elise Shaw. Ooh, the government name. You did good, I friend. wasn't sure if you wanted me to put in the middle name, but I, I figured, use it everywhere. You, know, you, gotta, it's you gotta make it strong. It's fine. I use it all the time. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's in my um my social media handle. That That's why I, I was like, so, she got it out there. It's so out it's there. not like, um... <laughs> so what's up, friend? What's up, friend? How does it feel to be on the other side of the table? It's interesting. It's it's yeah. funny because I watch people when I read the intro, and so I feel like I look like everybody else when um, <laughs> the intro's being read. Like, what's it gonna say? Yep, that yep. Was, and I specifically ooh. have it set up so that I can see your reaction because <laughs> I was like, there's certain ones that I know I'm gonna hit, and it's gonna. You did the. Did I do? Oh, <laughs> did I do it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. it was beautiful. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, 
as you all who are tuning in know, this podcast is the confidence factor. And so the topic of conversation is around confidence. And you decided to do something different this week by being the focal point, right? And talking about confidence as it you understand it. Mm-hmm. So I got some of the questions that you've asked other guests, and then I sprinkled in some of my own, you know, add some flavor. But I'm going to start off with what is your definition of confidence? That is a good question. And it's so funny because, you know, I could have prepared, but I feel like I do my best work off the cuff. So off the cuff, I would say that uh, my personal definition of confidence, it's kind of a a mixture of, um, I always say, I'll say this, assuredness in your competence and then um what do i want to say assuredness in your competence and then unafraid to showcase it okay so being okay. unafraid to showcase your assuredness in your competence boom there it is okay okay <laughs> so so how did you come to understand this definition like what life mm-hmm. experience is shaped your definition and understanding of this, um, you know, fearlessness in showcasing your assuredness? I feel like I've always been fairly confident. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, having, if you've met my mother, (laughs) uh, (laughs) which you have, uh, I think that uh, she always did things and, gave put me in different experiences whether it was mm. taking dance lessons or singing at church or doing what like enrichment programs during the summer all these things to kind of give me all these tools in my toolkit and to give me mm. all these different experiences um and i think that has helped because those experiences always put me in front of people mm. and always okay. in some way shape or form Force me to perform. Mm. And mm. so I've always been fairly confident. However, I feel like growing up, probably right when I hit like fifth, sixth grade, I would encounter people. And I'm not going to say I was bullied because I don't think bullying is the right term. But there will always be mm. a group of girls who would say things to me like, oh, you think you're so cute. And oh, you think you're so this. And oh, you think you're so that. You know, I I don't remember how I reacted to them, but I know on the inside, I'm thinking, I'm not ugly. What what do you want me to do? Mm. So that was all my that was always my gut reaction on the inside when people would say, Oh, you think you're so this. Well, I'm not the opposite of that. So apparently I am. And so that was always the inner monologue running through my head. You can call yeah. it cockiness, you could call it arrogance, but for me, it was just like I've always been, I've never been the type of person who is willing to dim my light or dumb myself down to make other people feel comfortable. Mm, It's either, mm. I mean, you're welcome to get on my level or (laughs) you can get out of my space because I'm not going to like, and I think at first, you know, I was doing that. Um, Mm. like kind of shrinking myself or even though in my head I'm telling, I'm saying, well, I mean, yeah, obviously, but, um, but I think to keep the peace or whatever, or to be able to survive, I guess, I think I would shrink myself a little bit, but then, Mm. um, this is such, this is not where I thought I was going to go with the story, but here we are. <laughs> um, but I remember um, being in middle school and hang, and I mean, I had some great friends in middle school, but I think to perhaps maybe some of the teachers, you know, um, these weren't the people that I should have been hanging around. Like from the outside looking in, those should not have been my friends. And when you think about some stories, it's like when you perceive some students to be one way then mm-hmm. you would think that they would take me in a, di- a direction that I shouldn't have gone but the opposite mm. happened because mm. we all became friends and we were friends the like and we were close I think the teachers started seeing those students in a different light and it's like oh they're not mm. they're not really troublemakers they're just 
the 12 and 13 year old girls, you know, or they're not this, they're not that. And then even like, I feel like their grades got better. And then I feel like they got more respected because of the power of positive influence, if you will. Mm. Um, Mm. And so it's just like, Oh, I learned, I learned the power of my influence at a very young age. And I think that helped me be able to display what was already on the inside. Like, it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to know that you have certain abilities or have these good attributes about yourself and to not hide them. And so, you know how I'm always telling people to own their stuff? That's when I finally realized that, like, okay, you have all these things. You might as well just own it. And so Mm. that's, I guess that was the start in going down this path of, you know, being unafraid to, you know, display my assuredness and my competence and then that just carried over into everything else so that would be like the core foundation of it okay and i mean it sounds so it sounds like and correct me if i'm wrong Mm -hmm. it sounds like you it you had that affirmed and sort of taught to you at home it started at home Mm -hmm. and it was fostered and then it just kind of yes go ahead go ahead yep so it was fostered at home and then it kind of spilled over into, you know, school, f- around friends and and career and other things. Mm-hmm, absolutely. But I, I feel like I always at first dimmed it a little bit because mm-hmm. some t- and I mean, we see it playing out right now, um, thinking mm. about Simone Biles. The okay. world doesn't know what to do with a confident, self-assured woman period and then add black woman to that they don't know what to do with this but you know yeah it is what it is it's like well that's a you problem and not a me problem <laughs> and i learned that too yeah, right at yeah, some yeah, point yeah, yeah. i'm like your issue that's a that that that's not my cross to bear like you got to figure out how to mm-hmm. deal with your perceptions of me that's not mm. for me to change your mind like mm. Mm. so mm. Yeah, well, and I think that's huge, right? Because something that you point out there is the idea that we can maybe have, we might have this assurance or this confidence in ourselves, but sometimes if the external world reflects something different to us, Mm -hmm. we start to question it. Mm -hmm. And so it's important for us to stand firm Mm -hmm. in what we know about ourselves and in our truth. Right. So, and I think that that's huge. I think that's huge, right? Because we then sometimes begin, oh, so maybe what I think isn't accurate. Um, right, right, and right, for right. you, it was like, no, I know, uh, uh-uh, it ain't me. <laughs> it's y'all. Y'all gotta either get out the way or just learn to to taste the Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, let's see. I want to jump around because I got a couple questions here. Um, I'm excited for these questions. I know nothing about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm, do I want to ask that one first? I want to go into order. You know, I'm very intentional I know. about. Well, let's let's do this one. Okay. Um, what led you to to pursue, dive into, dig and like research this topic of confidence and then turn it into a podcast? Mm-hmm. Like walk us through that journey of, you know, you have this assurance, right? And and it's been on display in these different areas. It was fostered at home mm-hmm. and then in school it might have been challenged. In other areas, I'm sure it may have been challenged, um, which we'll probably get into because I think one of my questions might lead to mm-hmm. that. But what what drove you to say i want to dig into this confidence thing Mm -hmm. well many of you know uh but many of you probably don't know this was the focus of my dissertation topic and or, or this was my dissertation topic and i stumbled upon it and they always tell you look for the gap in the literature as you're doing mm-hmm. research look for the gap and mm-hmm. so i was doing an independent study i work at case western up in cleveland and so i was doing um, an independent study with um, a faculty member at case and i was you know doing the research for this research paper. I was writing everything up. And then there was something in the literature that made me go, huh, that wasn't my experience. And it was about Mm -hmm. confidence. Um, And it was talking about how um, girls are, how girls are raised and conditioned versus how boys are raised and conditioned. And I'm like, 
I, I, I was raised to take risk. I was raised to um, speak my truth. I was, you know, my mom always makes to this day my mom is always talking about oh, you always talked about how you felt like you had a right to express your opinion or you know <laughs> you have feelings and emotions that have to come out um, and that's how I was as a kid and so all yeah. these things I'm just like is this cultural <laughs> mm. like are there cultural differences here um, and then as I delved a little bit into the research yes there were some cultural implications within that. And then that also made me think about a former colleague of ours, actually. Okay. Um, okay. Who I remember when um, they interviewed, because I believe I was in this person's interview, and I'm like, this person is dynamic. She is awesome. We got to hire her. Like, I hope they do. Um, Cause she's going to, she's going to, she's going to change the game. And yeah. then, if she had this light when she came into the role, but then as time progressed, I felt like her light just got dimmer and dimmer. But I'm like, that is not the same person that I remember at the interview table. What is happening to this person? Mm. And I'm just like, I feel like she, and even with talking with her, I feel like she had so much confidence and so much um, belief in her abilities, but then she kept getting knocked down. For whatever reason. And I'm just like, that was the other hunch I had. I'm like, people who look like me, I'm like, I feel like we enter spaces super confident. But then the powers that be and all these outside factors chip away at it. And a lot of it, it goes back to the very beginning. I think sometimes there are some people in our society who don't know what to do with us. Mm, Again, mm, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. their problem, not ours. But their incompetence or honestly, like lack of confidence or whatever you want to call it, Ooh, then becomes mm. our burden. Mm -hmm. Or their mm -hmm. intimidation factor or whatever you want to call it, whatever right. they got going on becomes our burden. Right. And so that is how, that's how I delved into it. But I knew I was, my hunch was confirmed because for 2.5 seconds, I got to supervise this person. We both kind of left the institution at the same time. And there was a difference. Mm. The light was back on. Mm. Well, mm. you know, like, huh. and I'm like, that's not nothing. And yeah. so, yeah. Um, but I'm more of a, I mean, you've experienced it. I'm, I, oh, I feel like there's always, <laughs> what if is always a mantra. But there's two sides of what if. There's the what if, like what if, like the possibilities and what could yeah. be. And then there's the other side of what if. What if it goes wrong? What if something happens? And and so I think that she was always, and she always encountered the negative side of what if instead of the possibilities of what if. And I think mm. that dimmed her light. Mm. Okay. So. so yeah. <laughs> A question popped in and, and it escapes me, but it was it sort of to the effect of and actually it 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 I guess it ties into this next question that I have, right? So I know you personally. Yes. And like you said, I've experienced firsthand some of what you've talked about in terms of dimming light, having powers mm -hmm. around you that try to squash it out of you. Mm -hmm. At what point did you realize that you had the ability to nudge people toward discovering or stepping into their confidence factor. Because you're very good at it. And that's mm -hmm. why in your intro I said, like, you're a nudger. Because you've nudged me. I'm sure there's a lot of people who either are listening or who know you personally that have experienced you as someone who nudges them and, and encourages them to step into their confidence factor. When did you realize that you had that ability? I think I, be honestly, I think I became the most aware of it. Yeah. When I started supervising you. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I could start benchmarking it. <laughs> um, oh, okay. <laughs> and so, but I honestly, I honestly think it was when I started supervising you that I really was able to step back and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> wow. <got> here. <laughs> like, like, because let's just think about your first year. When mm. I think about you in August... Compared to, you know, August of what would that have been, 2013 yeah, to 2013. May yeah. of 2014. Yeah. Wow. And so it's just like, 
okay, I was definitely a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> like what, what clicked? Was, what do you think clicked? Well, you called me a you were the first person to call me a coach. Okay, yeah. So yeah. N- yeah. number one. Okay. Um and I'm trying to I don't even know what clicked, honestly. But I think you as I as type A as I am, and I will go on record as saying I am fairly type A. I always say I'm type A minus because like people okay. like me and <laughs> people like working yes. with me. <laughs> um, so type A minus. Um, yeah, yeah. But as you know, type A as I am, I'm still a feeler. Call mm. it the Pisces stuff. I don't know, but I'm still very much more so than most people even realize that I'm very sim- sensitive and I'm very much a feeler. And so your energy was different. Mm. Like you felt different as we moved throughout the year and I yeah. felt the shifts and I'm like, okay, <laughs> like some of that was me. Oh, yeah, a lot of it was, <laughs> a lot of it was absolutely a lot of it was. And so so then with that, right, what what would you say is your confidence factor then? <laughs> well, I think the easy answer would probably to say that I'm authentic. However, yeah, that's easy. That's the, the, that's the easy answer. But <laughs> honestly, um so I am a a Gallup certified uh, strengths coach. I and, you know, and I didn't. I should have put that in there. <laughs> and <laughs> in that so, intro. I, honestly, <laughs> my confidence factor. The very first time I took the strengths assessment, my number one strength, and I do believe this is my confidence factor, is individualization. Which means I am able to, and I'm gonna use it in my definition. I have an ability to hone in. I had a staff of three of you that directly reported to me, four really, a staff of four that directly reported to me. And I feel, and I was able to accurately hone in on what each and every one of you needed. Hmm. Even if you extended that to the people who I didn't directly report, I had a different rapport with every single staff member under my supervision. And so I feel like that is my confidence factor. The fact that I'm able to kind of hone in and find out what makes you, you, and then meet those needs. Um, I think, I think that is my confidence factor. So within that is an ability to be observant, to be a good listener, um, to build a good connection and a good rapport with somebody. You have to be able to do all those things in order to do that. Um, and then with also with that, there's a flexibility that's needed and honestly a bit of selflessness because a lot of times I think, and especially in supervision and leadership, people often forget to do what's good for the group. And so maybe the stuff that I do in supervision may not suit me and it's not the best thing for me, but it's the best thing for you. And so Mm. like moving Mm. yourself aside and Mm. doing what's for the good of the person sitting in front of you and making it about them and not about you. Mm. So I guess there's some servant leadership in there as well. Um, And so I think, but to distill that down to a word, um, having the strength of individualization, it, it is definitely my confidence factor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and not like you asked me, but I would absolutely agree. <laughs> yeah. I would absolutely agree. And I'm curious, how do you, do you, ha- I would assume you do, but do you have any inclination of how you learned that? How you, how did you develop that? How'd you develop the skill to be able to hone in to people and and really understand them at their core and what they need? And then how to deliver and meet that need with them? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that I am observant. I'm very observant and I'm a people watcher. And so I think that, (laughs) but I'm very extroverted and people don't get, always get extrovert from me because I always say Mm -hmm. I'm never 
well, okay, sometimes I am the loudest person in the room. Sometimes <laughs> I am. Um, but more often than not, I'm I'm not the loudest person in the room. I for me, you know, the difference between extrovert and introvert is where you get your energy from. Mm. I get my energy from other people and being around other people. Like some people need to like go home and recharge. I can only yeah. be by myself for like 24 hours and then I'm done. Even even within those 24 hours, I've probably gone to the store or I've probably gone to the mall so I can be around other people. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. I, I am, but I'm, I'm observant and I'm a people watcher. And, um, and I think that's probably where it started. Mm. And I've always, uh, like... <laughs> I guess this is a compliment, but it's annoying too. I've always been the one that people like, Aaliyah can work with them. She can work with anybody. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, and I also think that also helped me growing up to be able okay. to, in my friendships, and it's not a fake thing, but it's just like, what do my friends need? I have a wide, I've encountered a wide variety of friendships throughout my life. And so, you know, giving my friends what they need and not like they get a different version of me. It's not that it's not like personas or fakeness or anything, but like, what do you need and what do you need and how can I help you? Cause that's how I am in friendship. And so I think that's probably where it's as I'm, I'm putting this together, as I'm saying it to you, that's probably where it started. And then it just spilled over into everything else. Okay. And and I feel like you answered this a little bit earlier, but perhaps maybe there's another example that you can think of. Mm-hmm. Can you share a moment where your shawesomeness, because that's what I'm going to call, you know, it's individualization, but it's your shawesomeness. That's cool. Um, <laughs> or, or your confidence factor was on full display in all its glory. Ooh. Hmm. I should have been prepared for this when I preparing for this when I said what my confidence factor was. Um... I would say hmm and it may be more than one I feel like it is that's okay yeah so I'm going to it's a weird example but it's the one that popped into my head Mm -hmm. so (laughs) You might remember uh, when all hell broke loose uh, in the area in which we worked a few years back and with the staff. And I remember um, sitting in the room with everybody in the area and I had to break a couple things down. And I remember, first of all, and so in that I had to make it was a it was a very fine line. I had to make sure that I still had you all's back as a professional staff and I didn't throw you under the bus. I had to make sure that um, the student staff understood what I was saying to them and I wasn't talking down to them or being condescending. Um, So I had to make sure of that. And then I also had to make sure the student committee that was planning this come to Leah moment um, that I was getting at what they needed me to get at too. So... You know, there was a very fine line, but then also making sure that I was staying as the overall supervisor in the room, that I was staying appropriate Mm. and not Mm. stepping out of my role or stepping Mm. out of myself as a person. Um, Mm. Because I was pissed that I was even in there to begin with. I'll never forget that. I'm like, this is foolish. But, and I can say that now that we're like seven (laughs) years removed from it. It's like, this is bullshit. But, (laughs) um, But I remember first saying, you know, that, you know, I've had every position. I'm the only person in this room that has had every position in this room. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. there's nothing new you can tell me. So that's the first thing. But then I remember saying, you have to understand that my job is to nurture these, we'll say, five individuals and their professional development as well. And so I... The way I would do it, because remember, one of the complaints was inconsistency. But I'm just like, you know, the way I would do it is not going to be the way they do it, nor do I want it to be the way they do it. You know, I am responsible for them professionally. And so I would not be doing my job if I Mm -hmm. made carbon copies of myself. Mm 
my job is to help them figure out how they do this job, which mm. means that, yes, there might be some difference in style that you might experience if you were go- to go from one supervisor to the other. We all It's all to the same goal. It's all to the same end. But everybody's going to do it with a little bit of a twist. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like in that moment, I was able to speak to and do all the different goals. Um, that I just mentioned at the beginning. Make sure I was explaining it the way that they wanted me to explain it. Make sure I'm not pissing the student staff off and being belittling their feelings. Because their feelings right. were real and valid to them. So, like, right. we're not going to discount that. Um, but, again, making sure that the professional staff felt supported and, again, that I didn't throw you under the bus. And then explaining, really, what was, and I didn't know it at the time, individualization. Like, that's what I just explained to them. Yeah, And so um, I feel like that's when I it just and I feel like we got a good response. Once I explained that, I feel like people like some light bulbs went off. Not with everybody. <laughs> but en- <laughs> just enough light bulbs, enough to, light bulbs went off that it's like light, now we can move path. forward <laughs> yeah, yeah. as a community. Um, but yeah. I feel like that was a moment where. Because I felt I felt good, even though, like I said, I was pissed that I was there in the first place because I remember we were like a week away from my 30th birthday. And I'm like, this is not mm. how this month is supposed to go. <laughs> Y'all are ruining this for me. But um, I yeah. felt like in that moment, I'm like, I'm doing it. I've got it. Mm. And mm. somebody's getting it. And so that's mm. that that's a weird example. But that's the one that came to mind. I- so so and I think that's a perfect example because what I'm what what I want to ask and I think might be helpful for listeners and mm-hmm. folks that are tuning in too is like what's and I think you shed a little bit of light on it, but like what's the conversation you're happening having with yourself mm-hmm. that allows you to remain assured in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But to also address these external factors that could potentially because it sounds like that could that could make someone question, mm-hmm. right? But it sounds like you remained assured in yourself. It's like, no, I know what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. Like, and I understand what you're saying and I understand what they're saying. H- how, what's the conversation that you're having with yourself to remain in that assuredness and still be able to mm-hmm. manage these different or deferring perspectives, opinions? Um, I think, well, number one, I did the work. I did the work leading up to that moment. I talked to people. I heard what they had to say. So, again, the listening and all of that. Um, And then, again, the reason why I I remember starting off that conversation with I've had every job in this room was so that people understood I knew where they were coming from. Like, I remember what it was like to be a disgruntled RA. I remember. I did it for three years. You know? I remember, like, that year we happened to have, like, a senior RA. I was a senior RA. Like, so I know what it was like to be in a weird leadership position amongst your peers. Um, Like, I knew. Like, I was, you know, my graduate assistantship was in res life. So I knew what it was like to be an assistant hall director. And then I knew Mm -hmm. what it was like Mm -hmm. to be a a resident director because I did that. And so I understood everybody's point of view, which is why I led with that. So everybody understood that. I don't disparage anybody's perspective. Like I get it. Um, so trying to kind of come in with a, like a base level of commonality, but I also understood yeah, the root of the concerns. Mm. And I was, and so for me in my head, <laughs> I know I'm right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I have to like boil it down to something very yeah, simple, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, I know yeah. I'm right about what I'm saying because I understand what the concern is. And so I know what I'm saying is speaking to the concern, but I also Mm. know that the way I'm doing this, I'm right about that too. And I'm not changing my style. So So what I I love about your answer though, is that it demonstrates that assuredness once again. Like I can, it's on display right now. I don't know if folks can see that, but I certainly see it. It's like, Mm -hmm. No, I did my homework. Like, I did my homework. I did the work. I get it. And I know what I'm doing is right. Like, it's yeah. it's on full display. I love it. Because I, I, 
don't always get it right. Who does? Right, and I'm not right, always yeah. uh, no, yeah. this self-assured. There, I have doubts and moments where I'm like, yeah. mm, I don't know. And in those moments, people know it because I'll say it. Mm. Mm. Mm, 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 I'll mm. like I'll own it. It's like yeah, y'all. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> or, like huh, could go this way. like shoot the job interview I just had. It's like well, fifty fifty shot. Like yeah, you yeah, know. You did say that. If yeah. the pool is strong, then I'm probably not going through. If the pool is eh, right. then maybe I squeak through. Okay, I didn't make it through. Well, they made the right decision. Like you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, can own yeah. it. So right. Okay. So, and I actually, I love that you, you ended there because that leads to my next question. Ooh, which segue. Was in, yeah, perfect segue. In what area of your life are you still working to have greater confidence in? Mm. Hmm, that's a good question. Everything. So, well, because, like, well, remember, like I say, confidence, it's a, it's a journey, it's not a destination. So I would yeah. still say everything, um, especially, yeah. well, okay. I mean, we've had this conversation recently. I feel like I'm in a mid-career crisis, not okay. really knowing which direction I want to go in. And like, yeah. you know, I think I'm, sometimes I think I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> And so I'm like, I know the feeling. (laughs) What have I mastered here? Um, I don't know. But part of it is probably because while, you know, I enjoy my job, I'm not the job that I currently have. I'm not Mm -hmm. necessarily tapping into the fullness of my giftedness, which we all know is leadership and supervision. Mm -hmm. So if I have Mm -hmm. to say, you know, the mastery is there. It's probably yeah. more geared towards that. Um, and so, um, so I, let me answer it this way. Um, and I say it to people often, but I say it to people because I'm also saying it to myself. Mm. I am growing in confidence and being okay with my journey. Mm. That's, mm. that's mm. the bottom that's- line. Um, Because it's like, you know, staying in my lane, running in my own race. Don't worry about what this person is doing over here. If I'm looking at your lane, I'm about to crash Mm, if I'm looking at what you're doing. And so stay in my lane and run my own race because I don't know. I, I only have one perspective of your lane. I can't see all the pitfalls and the detours and this and that. Like I can only see the fact that you might be ahead of me. That might be all I can see, but I don't know what all you had to endure to get to where you are. I can't see all that. Yeah. Yeah. Because of my perspective from my lane. So that if I, if I had to pick one and that's a big one is being okay with my own journey. And I'm getting like, honestly, you know, in terms of career, like, I probably thought I would have been like a dean of students by now, at least, <laughs> or yeah. maybe jumping, looking for you know, assistant vice and associate vice president roles. Like, but instead, I'm looking for director positions. Like, you know, five years I would have never been able to call that. But I made some like, whereas a lot of people jump from job to job, I've had one job in five years that I've held mm-hmm. for five years. Most people in our field do not do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However. Oh, that's for a reason. I had to get yeah. A, I got everything I, I needed to get out of case. Like, and I do believe in like, like, no, even though like this is your position, but the institution has things to offer you too. And so I'm like, have I done everything there is to offer at case? And I hadn't. Now I think mm. I have, you know, because the institution mm-hmm. has offered me so much. I won't even be yeah. here right now. And having this conversation with you right now, if it hadn't been for experiences that I got at Case outside Mm. of my role, you know? And so I think it helps where it may have slowed down my trajectory a little bit, but I think Mm. I'm better for it because there's a depth in my skill set that when I encounter things, I can tell other people lack it. So yeah. I, I I'm okay with the getting the depth in the skill set. So shoot, if I hadn't been here, like 
would I have Harper? Would I have John? Like all these things, you know? So I'm like, the journey is your journey for a reason. But, um, you know, I, I remember having a conversation with my supervisor a few weeks back telling her, gosh, it was probably a few months back actually, but telling her <laughs> like, um, cause she, we talk about my job search all the time. She sends me job descriptions and like in job postings and it's like, not that one. Or she's like, okay, I put your name in for this one. Is that okay? Yes. That's okay. So we talk about <laughs> like, this is not news that I'm job searching and interviewing. Yeah, like yeah. she full well knows, but, um, it's good. <laughs> very supportive in that. But, yeah, you know, good. I told her like. I had to have an aha moment with myself because I feel like at the beginning of my career, because it's just, you know, student affairs is great, but it's extreme. It can be extremely shallow and pretentious, like we mm. know. And yeah. so I feel like I was title chasing because I feel like you have to title chase in order to progress. Like nobody mm. gives a crap. Like if you have any skills, what was mm. your title? You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so it's like yeah. I have to stop title chasing and get the position I want and get the experiences that I want and just care about that. Because honestly, mm. right now I have the best title I could have ever wanted. I got two of them, mm. actually three. Mm. I'm going to say three partner, mommy, doctor, who cares mm. about the rest. Mm. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm word, good. Word. Good. So Facts. There you go. <laughs> um, Dang, that was good. I'm trying to figure. I had another question. I'd be so into it, and then I'd be like, "What was my question again?" Um. Well, we'll go with this one. Okay. Um. Let's see. Dang, no, that quite. What was that question, man? <laughs> it was. It, it was related. You were talking, and and that happens to me a lot because I'm so into you, and I don't. I'm the question pops up. And I'm like, well, I don't want to interrupt. And then it, it escapes Look, me. Look, at all some the time. point, I had to, like, because I was, I'm like, I don't know why it was doing, like, I don't know how many episodes I recorded not yeah. writing anything down. <laughs> yeah, I should have, I should have had a notepad. Um, I'm just like, because then I'm trying to write these intro, like the intros to the episode. I'm like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. the heck did we talk about again? Because <laughs> I was so, like, in it. And I, like, some stuff yeah. they would say something good. And then I'm like, trying to recall it, like, in the thing. And I'm like, I don't even remember what they said. So I guess I'm letting that go. Oh, I feel your actually, pain. Yeah, no. It, so it wasn't actually, it wasn't actually a, a question. It was a comment because I mm. think what you shared was really powerful in that, right? Like the idea of not looking at other people's lane because you might veer off and crash. Mm -hmm. And you said, you know, while it might slow down my trajectory, it gives me a lot more depth. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was like, yeah, slower isn't necessarily bad because slower may also mean stronger, mm. right? So while your pace may not be as fast or as, as quick as you would like, mm -hmm. the strength that you're going to carry with you as you move forward will be um, that much greater. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, absolutely. I thought I it was that. a comment. Yeah, no, thank, thank, thank you. For, really thank you the for chance. the validation. I think I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. You're welcome. We're going to go ahead and own it today. Oh, don't be me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use my words against me. <laughs> um, but okay, yes, I won't. So, <laughs> so we're gonna. This is the last question that I have, and mm -hmm. it's actually the one that you usually end with. But oh, I got a little twist on it. Oh yay! Good. So I'm gonna have you pick a number okay. between one and thirty-seven, mm -hmm. and then I'll ask you the question. And you're anticipating, so that's why I have to flip I, well, it. I, I was like, if well, I ask her this, she gonna know. Mm -hmm. Well, honestly, it's like, obviously, I kind of know, but at the same time, the first, I'm going with the first number that popped into my head, which was 15. Okay. So, what would 15-year-old Leah like it. not believe about your life today? <laughs> it's so funny. This is so goofy, but I'm going to go with the first thing that popped into my head that I was 36 when I had my first kid, 15 year old Lee would have been like, Ooh, you old, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, old lady. Um, but okay. Repeat the question one more time. Yep. So what would 15 year old Leah not believe about your life today? Hmm. 
All right. I have to get in the mindset of 15-year-old Leah. That somehow I'm okay with not being number one. Mm. Mm. So. Mm. Could could you expand I on that? So okay. and the way it popped into my head at first, like I'm not number one on the call sheet, you know, um, like mm. with TV okay. shows and things like that. Like, you know, Grey's Anatomy. Ellen Pompeo is number one on the call sheet, you know. Uh, I guess I'm going down Shondaland or How to Get Away with Murder. Viola Davis, number one on the call sheet. Like, I'm okay with not being number one on the call sheet. Um, Mm. And it goes back to that last conversation we had. But 15-year-old Leah was very ambitious. Maybe too ambitious. There's no such thing as too ambitious. But growing up, I was always like, whatever the number one thing is, I want to be it. Mm. Whatever that is. So, um, and I still carry a little bit of that. So, like, in high school, I'm like, ooh, I want to be, you know, student council president. Like, I got to be the president because, you know, that's the number one thing. Um, Or I got to get this award because that's the number one thing. Or um, even something as silly as, um, so with my high school graduation, we um, graduated at like this performing arts hall. Like that's where the the ceremony was held. And so everybody walked to come in, like somebody was on the left wing, somebody was on the right wing. They walked across, came, met in the middle, and then they walked down. The top 10 got to walk in by themselves. So for me, I'm like, well, I got to be in the top 10 because I'm not walking in with nobody else. I'm walking in by myself. I was number 10. <laughs> so I made it. Hey, but she was up there. I was up there. And we got <laughs> yeah, to sit yeah. on the stage, like that type of mm. stuff. Like I'm like, okay, okay. well, I want that. So I've always been that way. So whatever the number one thing is, like I've always wanted to be that. Well, and I mean, you know, now, and I've just talked about it recently where, you know, originally my goal for entering this field was what's the number one job in our field? Vice president for student affairs. That's the number one. I don't know if I want that anymore. Don't know if I care. Mm. Mm. And so 15 year old Leo will be like, what? Like, we don't do that. Like, we always have to be the number one thing. But I will still say the benefit to that was it gave me somewhere to aim for. And so, like, Mm -hmm. you know, shoot for the moon. Even if you fall, you don't make you land on the stars or whatever that um, (laughs) (laughs) quote is. It's late. It's past (laughs) my, you know, I'm no good after seven. So, um, (laughs) um, so I think, like, so that helped me. Um, but you know, I think that 15 year old Leo will be surprised by that, that I no longer have this, like, I have to be the number one thing and whatever I do, or I have to be the top of the food chain at whatever I do. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. So, so then what would, and it might have been already wrapped in your answer, but what would currently say, well, what would you say to your 15 year old self? Maybe in response to that or just in general. Make sure your goals have purpose. Mm. Mm. Like mm. goals are great. Right. But and even purpose and intention and know your why. So what is the purpose of being number one? Why? What is your intention behind having the number one spot? Mm. Why? So. And I think, like, you know, that sounds, like, heavy for a 15-year-old, but 15-year-old <laughs> Leah would have received it. <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah. you know, that would have, you know. Yeah. Well, it, 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 it would have landed. I'll say that. It would have landed. Okay. I was going to ask, mm-hmm. if, if I may, mm-hmm. why would that be your, why would you say that to 15-year-old Leah? Um... To well, because and I'll say this because it helps me now when I don't mm-hmm. get certain things and certain things don't go my way, I'm able to sit and reflect on the why, the purpose, and the intention. And maybe that thing didn't fit those things. 
and it softens the fall. Got it. And so 15-year-old Leah needed that lesson for some things that were coming. Mm. And so maybe the the falls maybe wouldn't have hurt as bad. Yeah. Been a little cushion. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, I, that was that was all the questions that I had. Um, I don't know if there was anything else. That I'm about to say you sound like share. we're doing a job interview. That's all the questions we have for you. Do you have any <laughs> questions you would like to ask? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is an interview of sorts. It is. Right? It is. It is. It is. But um, yeah, those were the questions that I had. I don't know if there was maybe something that you wanted to share that maybe I didn't ask you or maybe something that came up that you just didn't have or you didn't feel was the right opportunity to kind of share and expand on? I, you know, I I don't... Uh, I have a quick question. Uh, this is Jeremy. Okay. Henry, who, uh, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, how do you juggle all the things in your life without getting overwhelmed? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> there are- <laughs> Full transparency. I get over, I, I do get, there are moments where I do get overwhelmed. I was going to say, I get overwhelmed a lot. That's not true. Um, I might get frustrated a lot. Um, but part of it is, and I honestly think we have the pandemic to thank for this, or I have the pandemic to thank for this. Um, I can only control what I can control. And I learned this very early in the pandemic um, because there were some things I didn't get to have. So, you know, I defended my dissertation on Zoom and was pissed about it because I was that was the thing I was most excited about. I was ready to do the biggest performance of my life. I was pumped because I'm better in person when I'm standing and moving. Like I was ready. So already upset about that. But then it ended up being the best thing ever because like 55 people got to watch, you know, but then I'm like, man, I'm supposed to graduate and I've been working for this, you know, since the I, I think it was like 14 when I decided I wanted to get a doctorate. And now, wow. like, I don't get to graduate like, oh, you know, this is this is some bull. Um, <laughs> I've been planning the, you know, this graduation party for like a year and a half and now I don't get to have it. And I'm pregnant. And A, what is this world I'm bringing this baby into? What, Like, what? And B, I don't get to have a baby shower. But then I remember I was sitting in my apartment on my couch brooding. I don't even know how else to say it. Like, I was brooding. And then all of a sudden, it's like, Leah, you plan programs for a living you can figure out how to have a graduation party <laughs> and you can figure out how to have a baby shower. Word. Then what gave you the confidence to know that you can handle those things? Mm. Assuredness in my competence. <laughs> going back <laughs> to that definition. So, so and all that to say, to go back to answering Jeremy's original question, yeah. um, that mantra has carried me through all of this. And so what can I control? So I st- I am working from home, which everybody loves working from home, except for me, I hate it. I, because there's like, there's n- no boundaries. Like it yeah, all yeah. blends together. And so, but for me, it's like, look, I cannot, I love the thing. If I didn't have to work, I would love being at home all day. But now I have to figure (laughs) out how to take care of this person and work at the same time. And so for me, it's just like, I can't control what she does. I mean, I can, but I can't. And so it's just like, you know what? The work has to get done whenever it gets done. Mm. And Mm. so if that means the work is getting done when she's in the bed, so be it. I can't. That's all. I That I can't control. So that is what I'll do. I am not going to beat up myself because I'm not having like everybody else is more productive at home. Apparently I am more, I get more done in eight hours in the office when I go every Friday than I do Monday through Thursday. Mm. Mm. So, you know, but I can only control what I can control. So, you know, um, I still, I'm, I mean, 
I think I like to I like to think I'm organized <laughs> and I have a system for things. Yeah, um, and do. that helps. And honestly, organization helps me not be overwhelmed. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it really does. Um, and even, you know, now that <laughs> I guess the pandemic is over. <laughs> and like the wor- <laughs> I guess, I guess and the world is opening back up again and John is going on the road that adds another layer and it's just like and I found myself being frustrated a lot this weekend it was you know um, and even when he got back a little bit as we're transitioning into you know him being a traveling comic again but for me and I was brooding once again probably earlier this week because in my head I'm like how do I make this work and then once I figured it out, I st- I was happy again. So, you know, a lot of times I'm brooding because I'm like <laughs> thinking. Um, yeah, and yeah. so it's just like, what can I control? What do I need to let go? Mm, mm, mm-hmm. And then work within that. But yeah. also just understanding that, you know, motherhood messes everything up anyways. And not like it messes everything up. But like, if you can't be flexible... <laughs> and if you can't have you patience, learn today. <laughs> and if you can't, you know, it jumbles everything up. I guess that's a, a better way of putting it. But that probably mm-hmm. wasn't a bad thing for me because remember, type A. <laughs> so, Word. yeah. Word. Good question. Yeah, you can't go with a good question. <laughs> Any other questions, Jeremy? No, they covered it. Okay, good. Did I answer <laughs> your question? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool, cool. But I guess if, you know, I'm just grateful. Hopefully there's a few of you at least who have been on this journey with me uh, for 12 full episodes. You know, this was a conversation between John and I. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to do a podcast. And John's like, okay, this is what you do. And I'm like, okay. And so here's the podcast and so um so just thank you i guess to everybody for indulging me and supporting me and listening uh to my fabulous guests and what they had to say um and so i am already planning out season two um and so uh yeah this has been a very um a fun yet unexpected adventure but i think it'll get bigger and better and continue to grow because the feedback that i've gotten for people is that there's a place for this and this is necessary and so um but again purpose and intention and so um and when you're in when all of that is in alignment and then you bring your why into that there should be room for it so um yeah this has been fun it has it has and i'll say as someone who's been a guest and a guest host and someone who also is following the podcast Mm -hmm. thank you right thank you for sharing the stories you know giving audio voice right Mm -hmm. and to these stories because i know i've listened to all well i think i'm um i've caught up at mm-hmm. this point um and every time i i listen to the episodes there's always at least one thing that i walk away with whether it's an affirmation of my own experience mm-hmm. or an encouragement mm-hmm. so on behalf of all the listeners <laughs> i'll say to you thank you well i appreciate that um again it's it's, it's a journey um there you know, there's no like, ah, I've reached full confidence um, because life happens to you and there's always going to be something that might knock you down or um, make you doubt yourself or, you know, maybe put you on a slight detour. However, um, hopefully this podcast gave you some tools and like you said, gave you um, some affirmations or just gave you some insight and some wisdom into maybe how to get back on course um, as you're going towards that definite destination of confidence. So just doing my part. So, and thank you all for allowing me to do so. I appreciate it. 
I feel like I have to do it. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, I think that's a wrap on uh, season one of The Confidence Factor. Let's give it, it up. Woo! Let's do it. Yay! Thank you, everybody, for listening to The Confidence Factor. Be sure to check out my website at www. Dot B-E-S-H-A-W-E-S-O-M-E or Beshawesome.com. You can also check me out on Instagram at B.Shawesome. As always, thank you to Golden Ox Studios for making this a reality week after week. The confidence factor.